Hi guys and welcome to our first season finale, episode 17 of the In The Hub podcast. In The Hub began back in August of 2020. Since then, we've had some fantastic guests and some incredibly insightful discussions into the vibrant world of broadcasting and broadcast tech. In this episode, we flip the format. Philip Neighbour, Chief Operating Officer at Playbox Technology UK, will be interviewing me with questions submitted by people in our industry. I really hope that you enjoy this episode and I wish you all a very happy holiday season. Don't worry, we won't be gone for long. Stay tuned for some exciting updates about Season 2, which will launch bigger and better than ever in 2021. Okay, so hi, Neil. Good morning, Philip. Today, we're going to do a podcast with a slight twist. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've had a number of questions about you, Neil. And so for our wonderful listeners, yep. I will ask some of the following questions that have come in. So, Neil. How did you first get started within our wonderful broadcast industry? Just want to say first, thank you, Philip, obviously, for, for having me. And it's uh, quite an experience being on the uh, the other side of the table at the moment. Well, thank you for letting me hijack your podcast. <laughs> and thank you to all the people who've, who've asked questions about me as well um, and, and been curious about me. So I think officially I got started within broadcasting and, and broadcast technology more specifically um, back in October of 2019, I think it will have been. Um, and I was in my final year at university at that point. Um, and I started working part-time um, with Playbox technology on the digital marketing kind of side of things. And that really was my first ever experience with the broadcasting industry. I've always considered myself to be a, a relatively technical person. Um, you know, I always used to be able to help friends with fixes on their PCs and, and always enjoyed working with software and, and gaming and stuff like that. <laughs> I think it's only as I entered this industry that I realised I wasn't technical enough at all. It's, 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 it's a great challenge to keep up to date with everything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, since then I've put in a lot of time and effort into learning what makes our industry tick and, you know, all of the technical aspects behind and the technology we're working with. Um, and just a lot of the terminology behind it as well. It's quite a task to, you know, learn OTT, VOD, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, the stuff that just comes off the tongue now, rolls off the tongue um, instinctively. So, I mean, thinking back, I've learned a lot since starting with Playbox and uh, especially since becoming full-time, um, which I started doing this year after I finished my university course, which was a marketing degree um, in Birmingham in the UK. But uh, I've been really enjoying it so far and it's it's been a major experience for me. So I, I know when I talk to people about our industry who aren't involved, they have some very funny ideas. So when you first started, what, what were your views? What were your perspectives on this industry? Yeah, I can certainly say there were, there were some definitely some uh, misconceptions that have been corrected um, now, partly thanks to you, Phil. Um, so... I, <laughs> You know, it's always kind of been an industry that I've almost, I don't want to say taken for granted, but 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 taken for granted um, in a way. So, you know, the regular stuff, I'd, I'd log on to Netflix um, or an OTT platform and really not pay much mind to how the content actually comes to be there. Um, it's the same with linear television. You know, I'd, I'd watch the Graham Norton show on a Friday night and <laughs> I'd have no idea how it's actually on my TV. I'd just consume the content, enjoy it. Um, you know, I always originally knew about the kind of surface level stuff. So, you know, master control rooms, um, obviously the part that satellites play, um, the operators and, and just the stuff that's pretty common knowledge. 
But, you know, ever, since actually getting headfirst into this industry, you find out just how much work these people put in, just how much technology is behind it all. Um, and yeah, just the work ethic behind it all, really. Um, so I always consider myself as having a little bit more experience in, in streaming. That's an industry I've always been quite interested in. Um, goes hand in hand with my kind of interest in gaming and stuff like that. Obviously, that that in part is an industry that's boomed exponentially over the last few years. You know, the rise we've seen with esports and platforms like Twitch and stuff like that. So I always kind of viewed those industries as two separate ecosystems. But it's it's only now that I realise just how kind of intertwined these industries are, um, and just how much these these streaming giants and the, the streaming software and platforms um, tie into the traditional stuff that um, we know and love. So I've always kind of viewed it as a, uh, an industry that has high barriers to entry, in part because of the technical knowledge that's required and stuff like that. But but when you do start getting stuck in and you you know you talk to people and you do all this research and, and learn all this technical stuff, you know, you really find out that it's just not that that difficult to get started in. And uh, now especially it's really developed into, you know, an exciting industry that I feel just really proud in myself of being a part of and, and you know, almost like I've got kind of bragging rights to say, I know what's going on here now, um, you know, and, and we play a pretty incremental part in it. Okay. So, Neil, I can think of lots of good reasons why you joined Playbox. The fact that yes. we're one of the market leaders in playouts and we've been around for almost 20 years. But yep. why did you choose Playbox? Of all the companies in our industry, why Playbox? Yes, it's it's an interesting one. I think that fundamentally it's, it's exciting. That's the one word I, it always kind of comes to mind. Um, with Playbox, you're really in the thick of it. Um there's a lot of innovation and development going on on you know on a day-to-day basis and more in terms of the work I do there's a lot of responsibility um that comes with my role and it's it's quite a flexible structure as a company so there's no kind of bureaucracy that you have to pass through there's no you know 10 levels before you can get to a CEO or anything like that so i think put simply put concisely things get done quickly in playbox um, and that's something which I really enjoy and something that you don't often get the the luxury of experiencing in a company. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've gained that experience. I mean, our play-out market, an OTT market, is very fast-moving. And, you know, we've, we've learned at our cost that you have to be very proactive and you have to move very quickly with customers, otherwise you just lose the business. And I know it puts a lot of stress on the team, but... If we want to stay as a market leader, we have to keep up with that. Yes. So, of course, there's the the heritage of the channel in a box as well. Um, and it's awesome to be part of a company that, you know, still continues to de- define an industry um, and did so, you know, way back with the conception of the, the channel in a box. And also just awesome to be watching, you know, say a, a world title boxing match on a Saturday night and knowing that that is being delivered with Playbox. Again, you 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 get the bragging rights as well, <laughs> so you get to watch these live events and say, you know, we're an incremental part of this. So another question I have for you is why digital marketing? I know you have a massive bent on digital marketing, and I can see, you know, over the period of time that you've been with us, that our online presence, you know, social media presence, has massively increased. But what would you say to people in our industry about digital marketing? I think with, in terms of digital marketing, it's it's not just our industry, I'd say. It's every industry out there. 
Um, I think that digital marketing is something that you can't afford not to pay attention to nowadays. Um, and especially now more than ever with COVID-19 and the pandemic that's, uh, that shook the world in 2020. It's only accelerated some aspects of digital marketing, I'd say. Of course, at face value, it's it's kind of having that website and the online presence that you know you can't get away with not having nowadays. So from the outside in, I always viewed this industry as kind of thriving off of, not purely thriving off of personal relationships and word of mouth. You know, it's the like trade shows and events. I'm sure you can agree there, Phil. You know, something that that is built fundamentally off those relationships and the uh, the coffee shop talks, you know, the talks over beers and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's, so it's the whole networking side. It's how you engage yes. with people. And, and within this industry, your customers become your friends. Um, and, and, and I've always noted, noticed that you know, it's very incestuous. Hardly anybody new comes into our industry. You know, they, they go from one company to another. And that's why it's, you know, it's so great to have somebody like you, you know, who's fresh, has different ideas. Yes, actually, yeah, I can see that. You know, this year, in a way, I think has, has forced us to almost propel ourselves past that, not even out of desire, but just a, a need to change. Because um, of obviously with trade shows and events being postponed and cancelled, it's something that we do, we do have to alter. Yeah, I, I think the whole way that we engage with our customers, I, I see that, you know, more and more people are moving online. Is there a future in trade shows? It's uh, very debatable. In some form, yes, and you know, because we all like to socialize and we like to see what the latest products are. Mm. But now, you know, more and more, I can see how easy for both ourselves and for our customers it is to do these things online. Yeah, 100%. And I know we, we both attended BAM Live um, a little bit earlier in December. And that, to me, was a fantastic event. I really enjoyed that. So I know that there is a a future for these virtual events, um, but I guess only time will tell whether physical events can can continue. So I think, yeah, it, to me, it almost seems quite archaic to just rely on these these in person relationships and word of mouth. But I I know just how important they are. You know, um, I think that history has has proven that this works exceptionally well for our industry. What has been the most important thing you've learned so far about our industry? It's a really tough one because, you know, I've learned a lot of fantastic stuff. Um, some of the people that I've been introduced to through you, Phil, and, and the other people at Playbox, the team, um, and some of the relationships that I've, I've kind of already formed in this industry. It's funny because I'm, I'm practically in awe speaking to some of these people, um, you know, because of what they've achieved and what they've done in their careers. I think fundamentally it's really taught me that you – you really can't sit still. Um, and, you know, from some of the work that goes into some of our clients carrying out the, these massive live events, even down to their scheduling and preparation for their, for their linear TV channels. And, of course, like the behind-the-scenes innovation and the developments that go on in companies like us that are involved in broadcast tech, there's no time to nap, essentially, is there? <laughs> got to keep on pushing forwards and you've got to keep an eye on just trends as well. You've, you've really got to keep a uh, uh, you know your peripheral vision on, on trends and keeping up to date with all of that. But there are so many different trends. How do you choose which ones you focus? Exactly. on? Exactly. It's difficult for one person to read down you know the homepage of a popular broadcasting news network and taking in all that information there because there's so many different 
spheres of information, so many different sub-industries touched on that I think, like, like you say, it's difficult for, for one person to take in all of that information and actually effectively action it. So I think it's it's kind of like a group effort kind of thing, isn't it? So you need, obviously, we've got R&D teams based in Reading and we've got development centres and stuff like that. So they're, they're kind of these teams that you want to put there and focus on this kind of stuff and, and see what's happening. Put simply, um, you've got to keep on pushing forwards, obviously, and that's something that's been echoed in, in much of the podcasts that I've been um, talking to some great people on. Um, you've got to keep an eye on these trends and you've just got to make the most of the resources and the potential that you have in this day and age as well. Because it's, it's now or never really, isn't it? It is, it is. Can you tell us anything about the up-and-coming podcast for 2021? We'll be finishing season one um, pretty soon up in December. So we're not currently sure whether this will be our last episode of season one. But again, we're going to have some really fantastic people lined up. We've got a lot of, of uh, recordings scheduled in and booked in. Um so we'll be touching on a lot more topics than we covered in season one. I know we've had a fantastic reception um, to the episodes that are already up there. And again, I just want to extend the thanks to to everyone who's expressed interest in the podcast, who's come on the podcast, um, and all the people who were booked in as well. Um, you know, we're, we're not stopping anytime soon. Um, we're going to roll with it. And it's it's just been an incredible experience, to be honest. It's It's crazy to think that, you know, in uh, before August of this year, everyone obviously reeling with the pandemic and the effects of that. Um, it kind of just started as an an idea and you know a supplementary kind of digital campaign strategy, and it's something that we've really took to love and something that's really become a part of the kind of player box ethos and the uh, the vision behind it as well. No, as as per normal, I've saved the most difficult question until last. Oh, I know what's coming. No, what do you see as the future of our industry as a whole? I just want to preface it with saying that, you know, obviously I've heard so many fantastic answers um, to this question um, through me asking some industry legends and some, some you know, fresh up-and-comers um, this exact question through our, our podcast and the episodes that we've done so far. <laughs> me obviously being fresh to the industry and, and having this perspective. I would have initially thought that, uh, you know, video on demand and subscription video on demand and VOD and OTT um, and the rise of, of Disney Plus and, and Discovery and all these new platforms. Um, at first, that would have been everything that's fo- that I'm focusing on. Um, but we've seen as a company, especially, that uh, the need and the benefits of linear TV channels and um, this linear programming still ring true to this this day and live events, of course, as well. So I think. It's almost a bit of a cop-out, but I think my word for the future of the industry is, is just innovation. And if I could add more, it would just be relentless innovation. Um, and I think that's an ethos that, that many companies within our, our industry can can echo as well. Um, I, I think it's the single most important concept for an industry like ours. Um, you know, We've been doing it exceptionally well so far, and you, you've only got to look at the, the history of Playbox um, to see that. But... You know, you can almost tell, you can almost smell in the air, can't you? There's so much more to come. Um, and again, echoing what I've said before, um, no time to nap, unfortunately. <laughs> but no. it's, you know... No, I, I agree. It's 100% engagement or, yes. or nothing. Yeah, exactly. You've got to put your whole heart into it or there's there's almost no, uh, you know, no point really, isn't it? It's, uh, if you've got no passion for it, there's uh, there's no point. So, you know, just fundamentally, it's, it's, it's exciting. And 
I simply can't wait to see what the future holds. And I, you know, working with Playbox, we're at the forefront of that. We're, we're almost, you know, in the first line of battle there. Uh, I just can't wait. It's going to be really exciting, I think. So roll on 2021. Okay, Neil. Neil, thank you very much for letting me um, reverse the podcast. Of course. I realise it's not as easy as you make it sound. <laughs> if people want to get directly in touch with you, what's the best contact information? Yes, so people can drop me a message on LinkedIn or drop me a connection request. Um, so that'll be Neil Facker on LinkedIn. Um, it's not a very common name, so uh, you shouldn't have too much issue in finding me there. Um, but also my Playbox email, which is neil.facker, um, which is T-H-A-C-K-E-R, at playboxtechnology.com. So you can drop me an email there at any any time um, if you've got any questions. Or if you, you know, you're you interested in anything about the podcast, if you want to find out more about it, if you want to appear on it, um, you know, please do get in touch with me there and we'll, we'll, we'll sort something out. Okay, Neil Thacker, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Phil. It's been a, an interesting experience, um, and thank you for taking the time to interview me and uh, ask me the questions as well. So.